Titan fans to come on down, grab you some popcorn, grab you a drink. Titans Coliseum in the building. Yeah, not not boy, I'm in the game. Still ballin' now, never change. I be rapping my hometown for the whole city, really knew my name. Boss talk, I don't do favors. Yeah, we signing deals with the top players. We just started this lifestyle. We be having all kind of haters. I'm a madman, they better come give me one to box me in, but I'm too shifty. If they come at me sideways, I'ma stiff on me like Derek Henry. Now listen, we are not the same. EA Sports, boy, I'm in the game. I be rapping my city, dog. Got a tight logo hanging on the chain. Big money, big moves, new stadium on the way. Nashville, we hold it down. We the one team that you don't want to play. They be trying to talk down on us. I just laugh at them and I walk away. I don't tolerate disrespect. Might shoot the fade, pin it hard away. Big money, big moves, new stadium on the way. Nashville, we hold it down. We the one team that you don't want to play. We be putting in the hard work, so we coming in with all kind of skill. I be living in the end zone. Might finger roll like Tannehill. What's poppin'? Yes, sir! Welcome to the Titan Coliseum Podcast, man. Hey, man, you know who I am, and you know who my guys is, man. Fellas, what's pop? Man, shoot, feeling good, feeling good, man. I got to uh, get, see a good little interview, man. And I, I definitely like what I'm seeing from Brian Callahan. I like his vision, man. There's a lot of stuff that I, I've definitely said on this chat, you know, on this podcast, man. And I'm just, I'm glad to hear some of the stuff and some of the ideas that he's going to bring, man. How, and how very informative he is with his offense, man. So, for sure, for sure, five what's pop? Man, what's good, man? It's exciting, man. We've been waiting for this, you know, ever since they fired Vray, but we wanted to know what the new vision was going to be, what we was going to look like, what we're kind of expecting. And, brother, this press conference today, man, it, it, it has me excited. It has me looking forward to the future. Uh, man, I, I know I wasn't excited about this Vrabel fire, but, you know, turning that page and knowing we had to get this higher right, I feel like we got this higher right. And, man, how he was talking today, man, I am excited to see the effort we're going to put out there on the field moving forward. Man, you already know we're going to get to this two-tone business. But before we do, shout out to Moneyline Mills in the building. Shout out to Julie, Chiefer, Melinda, hey, man, Zach in the building. Y'all make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, tell a friend about us, blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the third five-stone. You know damn well I ain't about to say Lions Den Beard Collection. <laughs> you go ahead and talk to them folks about how to get that beard game on point. 
Yes, man. Today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Lion's Den Beard Collection. Make sure you get your luxurious products that you need to keep your beard in a tip-top shape. Or if you're trying to start a beard and make sure it's growing healthy, make sure you get all the right products that you need to keep your beard looking healthy. So go to lionsdenbeardcollection.com, use promo code Coliseum, get 25% off your order. As well, this episode is brought to you by sunnysmilescoffee.com, the premium freshest roasted coffee you'll find out there. Many different flavors, all natural flavorings. Uh, no artificial flavorings at all. And they're doing free shipping right now on all U.S. orders. So you can get sample packs. Or if you already know what type of flavor and origins you like, you can just go ahead and order that right off the bat. So go to sunnysmilescoffee.com and get free shipping on all your orders in the U.S. Yo, Adam, Pete, Angela, what's poppin'? Thank y'all for joining us tonight. And uh, yeah, man, um, why y'all, you know, uh, partaking in all those great products, y'all make sure... Y'all get on Facebook and join the Titans Army community. I'm telling you, everybody in there is A1 outside of, you know, our fellow fans. You ain't going to get no foolishness out of the admins. I mean, everything is on point. They got they got their good structures like the Titans do right now. So y'all make sure y'all go join the Titans Army on phase group, on oh god, here I go on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like one of them old timers now on Facebook. Let me ask Facebook. I'm an old you man. God dang it, I'm officially an old head. Go <laughs> check him out on my book. But man, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh. We're going to go ahead and get to the two-tone business. Not much, but it's a lot. But we're going to go ahead and uh, get to the first line of business. <laughs> Brian Callahan speaks with the media for the first time as the Titans head coach. And my quick thoughts, I loved it. Man, it, it's so much that he said that, you know, it was a breath of fresh air today. And before I get into, you know, all of my thoughts, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my guys talk about it first, man. Starting with Five Star. Five Star, your thoughts on Brian Callahan's press conference today. Man, I I was excited. We was kind of uh didn't think this was going to come to the end of the week, so it came a little quicker than we was expecting. So I'm happy about that, too. Appreciate y'all Titans uh, organization for that as well. Um, <clears throat> no, nah, man, it was a breath, uh, fresher breath there. But, man, first off, too, can somebody make sure his tie is right next time? This man is up there. about to do this first press conference, and nobody going to tell him his tie is a little loose, off to the side, all this stuff. Like, man, make sure the dude was on point. I mean, I saw TD's picture of him. He had a sock game on point and everything. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I was on point. He needs some Jordans, man. No, man. <laughs> they gonna get hey, you know, Ray, you can keep him late. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, it was good to hear him talk about things and break down and – uh kind of see what his vision and what he's going to do and his understanding and his football IQ. Cause you get speculations, you get to see some of the podcasts. I know I was going back researching, seeing some of the podcasts he's done in Cincinnati for their, their area and their community um, and seeing how he was taught, but just to see how he was talking about, you know, at him being at the head of the realm and taking control and what he's wanting to do and the things he kind of broke down and how success was. So I was excited about it. And as I started to listen to him too, like we keep talking about, you know, 
uh, offensive line and wide receiver in this first round. It's like this, this is a guy that knew how to adapt, even though I know Will Levis St. Joe Burrow, you know, nine sacks, they still win games so they can figure that out. And this is a guy that like we went and got hired. This is a guy that was on a Cincinnati team that was knows how to be air, uh, Kansas City in Arrowhead. He knows about Cincinnati, so he'll know how we can beat Cincinnati in the playoffs. So this is a guy that I'm uh, – the more I dive into, I've been more excited about, and I'm just ready to see what type of offense we put on on the field because you know we're going to be a passing offense now. You know it's going to be a little bit more exciting on the field. It's it's not going to be that boring old smash-mouth football no more. It's 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 going to be exciting. Yo, shout-out to Sports Spectacular for the Super Chat. Hey. You already know Sports Tackler. We appreciate it very, very, very much. And uh, our thoughts on them requesting to interview the Ravens DB uh, coach for our defensive coordinator position. And I love it, man. I mean, shoot, if you want to build the champion, you got to go get the resources from, you know, the championship caliber teams. And I know that, you know, the Ravens, they're uh, – they're chasing their championship with Lamar right now, but, you know, they have a championship pedigree. And this is a damn good defensive back coach. I mean, you see how, you know, the Ravens secondary play. I mean, they are aggressive as hell. They will press you. They don't care about, you know, your weapons up out there. They're going to press the hell out of you, and they're going to blitz the hell out of you. So I love it. And Callahan actually um kind of talked about you know what uh what he likes in uh a defense in his press conference today. You know, he pretty much said that you know um he he likes the type of defense that uh and I'm paraphrasing, but he likes the type of defense that gives him challenge, a challenge or whatnot. And you know, by them requesting to uh, interview the Ravens DB uh, coach for the D.C. position. And right there lets me know that he's looking for a defensive coordinator that's going to be on the attack. Yeah, bro, because he's he's had to strategize against some of these guys for defenses. And like he said in the press conference, guys that made it hard for me to do what I want to do on offense, that's how I want my defense. Because if it makes it hard for me, then I know it's going to make it hard for other teams. And that's, that's what I was kind of – happy about and I'm, I'm excited about if we go after you know uh the ravens db coach because for me it's like all right we got one of the best offices in the afc that's been showing that it, it can compete with kc and it can win playoffs and then here's the defense that we know has been able to stop teams rattle up teams and they didn't have to have star powers o outside of marlon humphreys name me a db on the, the baltimore ravens Man, you got uh, Hamilton up on yeah, there. He's, he's a damn good guy. But, I mean, you but can they look. all perform like stars, and yet that DB, yeah. it's where it's like the Legion of Boom, but yet it's guys just, just doing their job. So, obviously, he knows how to get the best out of the players, even if they're not the top tier of the players. He still knows how to get top tier talent out of them and the best of their ability. So, that's what I'm excited about. Brian Callahan looks like he can get somebody that's set up and set players up to succeed and be better and know what they want. And then if we can go get a, you know, somebody from that Ravens uh, defense, like that DBs, it looks like he can get people elevated too and get the best out of players as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I'm going to definitely agree with both of y'all on that, man. I, I I definitely like that Ravens defensive coordinator. I mean, uh, DB coach, man. And I think, uh, I think it, what he brought for the Ravens DB room, man, is what I want on my, man. I, that's exactly how I want my DBs playing, man. And I hope he gets the opportunity. Hopefully he is the guy, but obviously, you know, I, I did listen to Brian Callahan's, uh, 
his press conference, he did say he was going to take his time on the DC, on the DC job. Like he's going to make sure that he gets the right guy. And, you know, so, so far, man, I, I do like what Brian Callahan's vision is. Now I got a chance to speak on the, uh, the actual interview itself. So I'm going to speak on that. Uh, I, I do like I, he was a little bit nervous at first when he started to shout now people are like man he kind of nervous bro this that and the other but when he got to the football talk I see why he got hired <laughs> you know what I'm saying like the oh, man's man. IQ you know what I'm saying was out this world especially when he got to speaking about office man he was speaking about everything pass protection what the quarterback needs to read where the way the running backs need to run he should he need what type of wide receivers that he wants I see why Rand Carthon really liked this guy. You know, and Red Carthon, I could just imagine him and Red Carthon trying to put this piece of put these puzzle pieces together. And the one thing that caught my eye, and I said it in my uh in the group chat when I was in, man, is that he said that if it takes for me to run the ball 30 times to beat the team, I can do that. If it takes for me to pass the ball 55 times to beat the team, we can do that. If if we had just got to win this game off defense, we can do that. The fact that he's able to adjust and it's not sticking to one game plan the whole entire game. It got me, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, that, that Houston game that, that I went to, man, that's, it just pissed me off. But I don't want to see this shit no more. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to see man. this shit no I'm more. Yeah. Yeah. Either of those games, I don't want to see that shit either <laughs> anymore. I don't want to oh, see God. the Titans going out there losing to anybody's JV team. And I don't want to see the Titans go out there and miss one play and all hell breaks loose. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely agree with you right there. But, man, let me go ahead and get some of these shout-outs, man, because we done, you know, got some more uh, – People in the building with us, man. Shout out to my guy, Randy Cherry, man. What up, Randy, man? Appreciate you joining us tonight, dog. Got Rasheed Jenkins in the building. Shout out to you, bro. Uh, got uh, Jordan in the building, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Thank y'all for watching. Make sure you like, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend about it. Blah, blah, blah. This, this, that, and the third. But, uh, you know we got to get to the foolishness too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get there, before we get there, before we get there, before we get there. Before we get there. Now, because the comment came up too, I I just want to know how Eric. Where, now, where to go? Where to go? Uh, where did? Uh, I was wanting to say something about emotional. Uh, but uh, how, how was y'all feeling about him him getting emotional? Because I know some of the fan base tore J-Rob apart when he got emotional after after the, the playoffs lost. But for me, it was kind of like a fresh air because like it kind of showed the passion he had for football and the, and the appreciation he had for other people. It felt different than J-Rob's tears. But it just kind of, for me, it, it seeing that when it first came up, that almost – made me like him even more at the get-go because it showed that like we actually got somebody that truly cares about football and not only cares about football he has people that he's trying to make proud with this too not just the organization not just the players and all that stuff he he's uh, he's actually trying to get uh you know he's trying to make his dad proud he's trying to make those other people that taught him all along the way and Try to make them proud and all that stuff. So, man, seeing that, I, I, I was I was happy to see that. But I was wanting to see y'all's opinion and how you think the fan base is going to actually receive that. Man, for what I've seen, um, <laughs> the fan base took well mm-hmm. to it. Um, the first comment I've seen about it was uh, from my guy Tyler Rowley. Y'all make sure y'all go watch uh, Locked On Titans podcast every day, man. Content is free as hell. So. Y'all make sure y'all check out Tyler, man, uh, on a daily basis. But um, 
he said he loved he loved it. I mean, and I loved it as well. I mean, just you know, pure genuine passion. You can tell that you know they made him feel like family the first time he talked to him. And uh, Amy even said it as well. I mean, she uh, talked about, you know, the chemistry that um, Brian and Rand had off the bat. And she, she, she said it. She said they wasn't going to let him get out that building Good. without a deal. So, yeah. I mean, they knew what they wanted from the jump. And they went and got their guy. And they got sincerely wants to be here hell he even said that he wants to make nissan stadium the most feared stadium in the league man if that don't get you so fucking pumped man i don't know what what else will outside of actually going out there and doing it yeah and man. i know uh go ahead no, I'm gonna say, man. Soon as we start, if we have another game like we did against the damn Falcons. If that's if that's a normal for us, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the bombs, <laughs> touchdown passes, all this, bro. We're gonna be lit because that the Falcons game. We were freaking, we were turned, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, y'all yeah, were down there living life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, that shit, look, that shit was popping from watching it on, on the TV. You could tell it was different than other wow. other. We've had before, bro. That shit was jumping. It was live. Bro, it, was it, it felt so different because it was like, bro, we got, we found a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, while we were just so heavy, we was like, that quarterback good. Like, <laughs> it was lovely to see. But I know this too. What Brian said in this too, and his media was one of my big question marks that I had coming into this. Like, can can Rand sell him on this? Now, whoever coach is going to have to come in, Rand's going to have to sell him that he can do what he needs to get and accomplish. And that's one of the things Brian said is like, once I was talking, Rand, we started breaking down stuff. Rand, Rand sold me on his vision. Rand sold me on that. Da, 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 da. So I was like, okay, so Rand does know what he's doing because it's his beginning. He can sell himself because just because you know what you're doing also don't mean you know how to sell yourself to other people too. That's two different aspects. So now we know that he can sell himself, and we know that now Amy's not afraid to put all the bells and whistles out. We saw how they recruited D Hop coming in. We they they didn't really recruit Rand this same way, but now we see this head coach. We see you recruiting, you find out the private jet, getting them in charter bus coming in, family whole thing, trying to make that a scene. I can see that you're trying to make this Titans organization a more family friendly organization so i could see why you wanted to move on from Vrabel and take this narrative too because I, I could see that that's what you're trying to make this be and that's that's perfectly fine so but it was just it was good to see though that amy knows that when we got a guy that we believe that we want we're gonna not we're not we're gonna pull out all the stops to make sure we go get this guy yeah man it ain't no more uh sizing motherfuckers up at the door and shit no more shaking their hand <laughs> all hard hitting them on the chest seeing that they can take a lick and all that foolishness, nah, man. When you step inside that facility now, man, it ain't nothing but love. But, man, we got to get to the foolishness, man, <laughs> because Jesus Christ, the Titans, they just been dropping bombs all week long. And we're going we gonna to keep it on the day. We're going to get to the foolishness from yesterday. But um, as y'all seen, uh, when we first started off the show. minus one minute. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to play T minus one minute Y'all see the famous quote up there from today From Rand Carthon Saying that you know they don't They don't hunt at the same time They hunt together 
And <laughs> I took that as a shot at Bray. That was a I shot. Don't know how y'all feel about that was it? A but shot, bro. It was most definitely a shot at Brable because all we heard throughout, you know, um, this whole thing was how Brable didn't. There we go. We got it up there properly now. But all we heard throughout this whole search was how, you know, they wanted somebody that was willing to work well with others. And then, you know, the reports out there that Vrabel didn't want to collaborate, that he wasn't with all the analytics and all that type of stuff. And, you know, Red, he he took his shot. I don't, I don't hate him for it at all because of the simple fact of this is where we are in the NFL today. I mean, all this, you know, I'm the boss and this and that, that, that shit ain't, you know, a thing anymore with teams. I mean, you see guys legitimately working together. Yes, one may have the title of head coach. One may have the title of DC, but uh, DC or OC, whatever GM, I mean, they all got titles, but they carry many different responsibilities and uh we're gonna start it off with rj man uh i know you pretty much agree it's it's a shot in brable but uh i just want to get your thoughts about you know um what what you expect to see uh going forward with red and uh callahan looking like you know they they locked in I think there's going to be a, a, a overall vision now. Now it just seemed like you know when when Rabel and J Rob were together, it just seemed like somebody was pulling the strings, and somebody else had to kind of just sit back and just let them do all the work. When it seems like you know with with the Rand Carthon and, and Callahan, maybe I mean they haven't got any players yet, but I think moving forward we're going to see players that make sense that fit a specific scheme that they both agreed on to get. You know what I'm saying moving forward, and hopefully you know this collaborative thing that Amy's preaching. You know what I'm saying? It's going is going to get us to where we're trying to get to. And yeah, it most definitely was a shot. That that was a shot. It, clear as day they, that just shows you right there. There was some problems between Rand Carthon and Brable. And they're not gonna come out and say it, but like they had some they had a lot of disagreements, you know. They had a lot of disagreements. You could tell. Yeah, and I, I'm not sold that it's only a shot at Vrabel, neither. Like it's definitely a shot at Vrabel, but I think that's one of those, you know. I don't think that's that's a you know a handgun AR shot. I think that's a shotgun shot, bro. That that's for a lot of people because you also got to realize some of those scouts that's in the room that are still on this roster are still some of J Rob scouts. Great. A lot of those scouts still in that room are still J Rob scouts. Yeah, that's a shot that too, but I think that's a shot to the organization as in total that there's still some people in there that are still you know J Rob Mike Vrabel guys and this hey. Just because I got you looking at somebody and evaluating somebody don't mean you're evaluating them how I want you to be evaluating them. Maybe you're not looking at certain players as serious as I want you to be looking at. So it, it is a big thing. And, and I love that quote too, bro. <laughs> hunting at the same time don't mean we hunting together. And that that's a yeah. damn fact. It sounds, a like, damn good quote. sounds like one of them was looking for bucks and the other was looking for ducks. And it's just not how it's supposed to. That's just it's not going to work. So – no, nah, man, I'm excited moving forward to see what Brian Callahan and, and what Rand Carthon could put together for the Titans, man. So, But it was definitely a shot at Vrabel, but I don't think Vrabel was the only one. I, I think he was taking some other shots as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he most definitely um, 
sound like he was trying to clear a room out with that one right there. But at the same time, I think, you know, he genuinely admit that as well. Like, you know, he he wants to, you know, work alongside uh, of the people that, you know, that's there with him on a daily basis. I mean, Rand, Rand doesn't have that, you know, type of attitude that, you know, I'm the boss. Y'all listen to what I got to say. Nah, he lean, he leans on the people in the building that's around him for, you know, for advice, for help, for, for, for whatever. I mean, shoot, you got all them scouts there. I mean, you listen to your scouts, see what your scouts got to say. And if you know, you got, you know, multiple scouts saying like, you really need to look at this dude right here. I, I expect Rand to, you know, um, go and see about that dude. Same way with the coaching staff or whatnot. I mean, um, if the coaching staff comes to Rand and, and was like, you know what, we really liking this dude, you know, um, is there any way we can make it happen? I, I expect Rand to do that. I mean, uh, this isn't the old Titans to where, you know, whoever can say they like a dude and – you know, they say, oh, okay, we'll take a look at them and then go get the completely opposite dude. But hey, come on. If you're gonna say it, say it right. Man. This, this ain't Amy's Patty's NFL no more. That's that's yeah, the same. I mean, that's what that's what it is. I mean, this ain't this ain't her dad's NFL anymore. I mean, it's, it's a new it's a new day in Nashville, man. I'm I'm excited about what the future brings and I'm ready for the draft, man. That's what I'm yeah. ready for, dude. I'm ready for free agency in the draft, dude. Like, golly, you know. Let me wait. say this as well, though, man. Um, I gotta put that out there. I, I said it the last show, but guys, <laughs> I mean, this thing it may get ugly before it gets better because Callahan talked about his time with the Bengals today as well, and you know, I know everybody likes to think that the Bengals just, you know, up and went to a Super Bowl overnight. Nah, they went through two losing seasons to get to that Super Bowl. So, I mean, a turnaround can happen quick, but keep it in the back of your mind. Like, you know, this is a rebuild. It could definitely get ugly before it gets better. Yeah, it's definitely rebound. I'm not even finna get my hopes up about this season, man. I just want to see, I just want to see them get the most out of out of a bad roster. That that's what I was looking for this season, but I don't think we got there, you know. And it, uh, this year, I want to see them get the most out of a bad roster. I want to see somebody be better than what they actually are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like playing better than what they actually are. Like, as, as I'm looking at it, you know. So yeah, and, and to to add to that too, I, it's not just a rebuild for players too. Like we might have to let Brian Callahan have some time to get some position coaching here. There might not be the the guys he wants available this year to fill some positions he wants, and then next year some guys might get fired to be able because like it don't look like he's going to be able to pull too many coaches from that Bengals staff. It looks like a lot of them are going to stay around and say there was Zach Taylor. So 
even though it's up to him to bring in some coaching staff, it might take him some time to get some people in because there are so many teams looking for coaches this year that have to fill coaching staffs as well. So that's going to be a competition as well for him to have to do. So it's not only a rebuild of players, but it's a rebuild of a coaching staff too in a time where a lot of teams are rebuilding the coaching staff as well. So it might take some time for him to get maybe some of these skilled position coaches right or even maybe get his offensive coordinator right. Let me throw this question out there to y'all as well, because I pretty much feel like, you know, the old coaching staff, I mean, those guys are going to get wiped away. But if it's any guy on the on the past coaching staff that could possibly stick around, who would you pick? Give me Charles London. Charles London, I I, no, I, I like Charles that choice. London. I think I think Charles London uh did a did a good job with Will Levis uh this year. I can't you know count Malik in there because Malik is who Malik is right now. I mean it. I just think this system isn't going to be uh right for Malik. Malik needs to be in that, you know, uh hell, I can't even call it the Baltimore type of offense anymore because Baltimore ain't even running this shit no more. But you know, uh Malik needs to be in a unique situation to where you know you may get to see the best version of uh Malik Willis. And you know, Tannehill's kind of in the same boat, even though He's a way more polished quarterback. You know, he is who he is uh, at this point of his career. I mean, he's probably on the brink of retirement. But, you know, you you saw the progression in Will Levis uh, this year. And uh, Charles London, you know, he gets a ton of credit for that. So, you know, if they were to keep anybody uh, around, I would say keep Charles London around. What what do you think about Chris Harris? Chris Harris, he's been getting he been getting some looks at some DC positions, and he was even getting looks last year. So I mean, he could be one of those guys that could you know uh, get a defensive coordinator job this year. I mean, who's to say hell he don't get the defensive coordinator job? Either? I mean, we don't know, but I mean. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to having Chris Harris around because of the simple fact that we know who was running the defense and we know what the hell they love to do. So everything I heard uh, about Chris Harris uh, coming in last season, it don't match what them guys were doing uh, while they were the D.C. So, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to Chris Harris. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really about the only two. There's not too many coaches on this staff, honestly, I want to see return. Um, just, just, it's just time for a clean slate. It's, it already feels that way. This feels like yeah. a different Titans in a different way that we've gone ever before in our history, even as Oilers. So, um, it just feels like new slate. Like some guys might be able to stick around, but not, not many. 
not many. You, you, it, we just need to turn the page. Go ahead, get people out, get people in. Show us how we're actually trying to build. You notice that phrase, like sometimes when you go into the industry, getting somebody that's been doing a trade for so long is sometimes not as good as getting somebody that's new that you can teach in the trade because they've already formed bad habits rather than teaching them how you want done because then you're constantly arguing, well, I've done it this way for so long and it works. Well, I want you to do it this way, and this is the way we're going to do it. So sometimes it's just time to, time to move on. We, we're at that point now. Go ahead, clean house completely. Let's get some guys in here, teach them fresh up of how we're wanting to start doing things now moving forward as this new page is being turned. Facts, facts, facts. But, uh, yeah, y'all uh, y'all ready to get to the other part of the foolishness? <sighs> yeah, <I guess>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we done touched on just about everything from uh, the press conference today, so... Yeah, I just listen to Brian Callahan talk football all day, bro. Like, man, he, I'm telling you, dude. I mean, that man right there, man. He he knows about hell. He's an NFL lifer, like they um, mm -hmm. call him or whatnot. You know, his dad, you know, uh, well respected coach for many years. So, you know, hell, I mean, that's all he knows football. I mean, sure, what did you expect? It looks like you genuinely you can tell when people genuinely love talking about something. And he genuinely loves talking about football because he just breaks it down and was just like you said, early in the press conference, you could tell he's nervous. But once they started talking about football, oh he got comfortable, bro. He's yeah. Like, oh, like, it, I, that's why it. that's it, it's just it's like man, he was like because when he first started talking, I'm like, bro, this this is our coach, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's all sticking in my head when I was looking. I like, bro, like this ain't no good first impression. Why are you, why are you stuttering, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, y'all think you were nervous? I think that's when yes. he started getting choked up. Yeah, I think yes. I think he realized up there and uh, getting up. I don't think it was nervous, but yeah, I think the emotion started to get to him. That yes. you, know, man, you try to compose yourself, but you got up there and realized, thanking all these people, this is like everything. Finally, I think. Everything finally hit him in that moment when he's standing in front of that presser and he's like, "Oh shit, mm -hmm. okay, this is surreal. This is this is real. This yeah. is really, really happening." It, it took about ten minutes, but after the first ten minutes, bro, I started to see his, his personality and who he really is. You know what I'm saying? And, and how smart, how much of a you know what I'm saying up here he has it up there, man. Like really, really well. Like he's very smart, very articulate. The way he speak about offense and it shit, this shit really blew me away. Like I'm like, bro, he know his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, I, I'm just excited, man, because I, I know we got some pieces on this team, and I've been preaching it, man. We got talent on this offense, dude. It just – bro, it just got – we need the right coach, man, to bring it out these players, man. And hopefully he's the guy. And hopefully. <laughs> yeah, 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 hopefully. And he's going to reach out to him, so – but he had me ready to run through a wall, and I ain't even in the locker room, so. Yeah, man. You seen – so you seen what he said about the blocking, right? Uh, he said it. He said blocking is more so a, a whole team thing. It ain't just a one person thing, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he was talking about like we need to get more talent this now, and he's like, yeah, but then at the end of the day, it's still this now. and that's like I love hearing that because cool, it is. Yeah, you got to have players, but two at the end of the day, it is those players executing, and you got to have depth too, and you got to make sure the backups know what they're doing because at any given time they got to step up. So it's mm. not just uh, oh, you got to get a good Hall of Fame player or you know generational talent like joe alt even if you don't have joe alt, you still have to have somebody that knows and how to teach them how to block and that's what i loved about that too man they going in and in the comments man I hey shout bro. out to everybody watching tonight man make sure you like share subscribe tell a friend about us blah 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 this that the third, 
Hey, we finna get to part two of the foolishness. <laughs> We're hey, gonna get turned hey, up now. Oh Lord, it's about to get real good. Man, look, man. <laughs> when I woke up yesterday morning, man, I mean, I got hell of a noti notifications and you know, guys, you know, uh tweeting at me or whatever, like, man, did you hear what Wesley Wood you just said? I was like, Jesus Christ, I was like, let me let me see. Before I could even get to what he said, I see the damn quote from Amy. This is not my dad's NFL. Yesterday, man, but um, man, Wesley Williams, you know, he is not a Mike Vrabel fan. And back a couple years ago, you know, he uh, he put out there that Mike Vrabel took the play calling duties away from DPs in the AFC championship game against the Chiefs. Well, he elaborated on that situation. Yesterday on the uh Ramon Kalen Wheel show on the 104.5 the zone, and um he he said something that you know stood out, and um he pretty much said that he was him and the guys was at a point with Mike Brable to where they were questioning whether they wanted to win the Super Bowl because they felt like if they did, his ego would get out of hand. And, uh, man, Firestone itching up over there. I, I, and you know we said we wasn't going to get Firestone turned back up. But here comes Wesley <laughs> Wood, you saying. Mm -hmm. Got dang it, flaming Mike Vrabel up again. And I actually thought about Firestone when I was listening to his interview. I was like, damn, we finna have to talk about this shit on the show. <laughs> and God dang it. Oh, I love where it. Angelica is? Firestone is back at I the love it. God damn it. So Firestone, talk your shit. But I was just like, you can say what you want. Because Wesley's been saying this, I guess, for, for some time now. Here and there. But it's like, bro, like, it's it's it was the wrong timing for me. It's like, we just hired a new coach. Like, Let's let's turn the page. Let's talk about Brian Callahan. Let's not just go jump and talk about Vrabel again. You had these, these these past couple of weeks say all this stuff. That's that's the time. Go ahead, go say all that stuff now. Don't wait now that we go get a higher coach and then dim the light now off of Brian. And now we got to talk about Vrabel again and all this. You've been saying this shit since you left the locker room. You ain't been in the locker room in four years and you're still saying the same shit, crying about the same. You ain't, you slowly, quietly disappeared after leaving the Titans, but yet you're still complaining about Vrabel. And the thing that truly irked me the most and it pissed me off was how you gonna sit there and say, oh, we thought about not winning the Super Bowl because we didn't want to inflate his ego. What type of stupid, nonsensical shit is that that you're gonna sit there, oh, we're not gonna win a Super Bowl because somebody's ego might get inflated? Bro, there's players in the locker room next to you that is going to win a Super Bowl and start thinking that they're better and start having – that shit happens on any team when it, when somebody wins a team. But guess what? Karma and life will smack that ego back down when it comes to, to the time. But if you're going to sit there and say that you were sabotaging the team and not playing your best and giving your best effort on the field and the best effort for the man to your left and to the right of you because you didn't want to win a Super Bowl to inflate somebody else's ego – that is so nonsensical to me. And there's a reason why you ain't in nobody's damn locker room because you was self-sabotaging shit 
in the locker room just not trying to win a Super Bowl because of somebody's ego. That shit's un, unreal to me, bro. I, do, I don't understand. You can say what you want. And I like about Vrabel. He said a lot of things. I don't honestly care. That That's the thing that sticked out the most to me. How the hell are you going to say we was not trying to win the Super Bowl because we didn't want to play this ego? <laughs> just, bro, You how, how can you say that and tell me you're a, co- a competitor at heart? Bro, Noel and, and Bradshaw didn't get along. They hated each other. But did either one of them say, I didn't want to win a Super Bowl because I didn't want the other one to play this ego or make them great? No. The competitor in them wouldn't allow that. The competitor in them want to go win a Super Bowl. So it's like that phrase right there said more to me about Wesley Woodard in that moment than anything else. I was like, I can I can see why you was having the career that you was kind of having. It's like that was just aggravating to hear. He could say whatever else he wants to say about Vrabel. I don't care. That shit could be true, not true, how he was handling shit. I don't know. But he also ain't been in the locker room in four years. So everybody involves and change over time. So how much shit that was Vrabel doing in year one and year two of his coaching as he was doing at year five and year six. Even Luan and them said he came in a little too hot at the beginning and he had to change some shit up. So I just, I don't know. It was just like, it felt like an ex coming back up saying shit after you and your nerd girl broke up. And they're like, see, I told you he wasn't shit. And it's like, man, bro, like we, we already moved on. We already talking about Brian Callahan now. Now we got to come back and talk about Vrabel's asking, like <laughs> have AJ trailing Burks again with this damn coaching situation. Okay. RJ, talk to him. Okay, okay, man. Look, first off, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my man Rusty Woodyard's word, man. He was a tough Titan here, man. You know, he helped turn this thing part of the you know turnaround. He's also won a Super Bowl ring with the uh, Denver Broncos, man. So he's very qualified, you know what I'm saying, to know what a what a what a Super Bowl locker room looks like, man. And, Man, I don't know, man. He started confirming little things about that I said about Mike Vrabel, man, throughout throughout these past what two years, man. And just man, that ego, dude. That ego, man, it brought people the wrong way, man. He was in, he was in a lot of, he was, he doing a lot of things, stepping on toes, man, that he shouldn't have been stepped on. And one of those was uh, the great Dean Pease, man. I, I think he did Dean Pease real dirty, and it's, and it's in a bad message to that locker room, man. Especially right before we play Kansas City, man, we had just shut down the Baltimore Ravens, man. If we're gonna play Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl, you gonna embarrass this man in the, in the, in the meeting room, bro, like. I, I, was, I, I ain't like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think you should do that. You know, there's, you should never demean none of your coaches in front of the players. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're going to do something like that, you need to go take it between one-on-one, man, and do that. You know, um, and listen, listen, y'all, man, he has no reason to to lie, man. He also gave Vrabel his props. He said Vrabel did a good job while he was here, man. But he said there's some things that he needs to work on moving forward, man, if he's going to want a head coaching job. And as you can see, Vrabel doesn't have a head coaching job. <laughs> he yeah, can't. He can't get it one, man. Like I, don't know he, if I can't get one. But bro, you got a vacation. Like we said in the group chat, Bra- Vrabel's getting paid regardless if he's a coach for the next two uh, years or not. Now, as Titans fans, we should be praying he goes gets a job because if he go gets a job, we don't have to pay him. We void out the contract. They take over contract. They pay him. If he don't go get a job, Titans are on the hook for his contract. So we'll be paying for two coaches next year. So what's in the rush? For, fuck it. I'm going to go take a paid vacation. Why is there a rush for me to go to a team I might not want to go to or a coaching situation I don't feel right? I ain't got to get a job. bro. When you take a year off paid vacation and make NFL coach money, I sure would. Well, he so, got he got, they got two more chances, man. Right now, Seattle's open and Washington. We I don't see if he gets in one of them two, you know, two <laughs> coaches. Washington's probably going to get Ben Johnson, though. I think that's who they're going to – I think that's who their guy is. Well, uh, now, Seattle. Now, that's – I think they could hire Vrabel. I feel like Vrabel is a fit there. 
because man, they they just get another coach that can that's in the win. Because I think Seattle's in win now mode, and I think Variable's a win now type coach. I think they, I think they, I think Variable could fit in there. You know, saying the other, but I look at it like this, man. Like you, you, if we was talking about in the group chat, man. The owners are talking, bro. That you don't think they the uh people these owners that asked about Variable to uh, Miss Amy. Of course, Miss Amy know all the owners, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? They have owners meetings. She got numbers, man. She called Jerry Jones if she want to, you know. Yeah, they didn't ask her about Vrabel, man. And she they want to know the pros and the cons of him. Yeah. Another thing is, man, like bros gotta have to learn learn structure, bro. Like, you can't just be asking for all this power and you ain't got no you ain't got no ring on your finger, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta win these franchises a ring before you you could even ask for full roster control, man. Like a couple winning seasons ain't gonna do it, man. Especially not in those damn Seattle. You can't do this in Seattle, bro. They market way bigger than ours, you know. So, bro, I, I just don't see him being in a rush. And now with what teams are left, because there was some good coaches coming out here in the in this pool. And if you're not too rushed, and the Vrabel didn't look rushed at all, because what we've seen, he didn't do none of the Zoom interviews. He just went Miss straight. Amy, to- hold on, hold on, bro. No, no, let him go. Let him go. Little let him go. Nah, he ain't getting no acknowledge it. Miss <laughs> Amy, the no worst owner in no, the league. No, no, he ain't getting no acknowledgement, man. <laughs> if we gonna acknowledge somebody, we gonna acknowledge a real one, man. Randy, Randy been wanting to know about our thoughts on the draft. Or whatever. I mean, you may feel how you feel, but you ain't going to call him a lot. And uh, at the same time, I mean, uh, he only played, what, a year or two under Mike Vrabel or whatnot. So, you know, he was he was there for, you know, Mike Vrabel, the rookie head coach, the coach that was still trying to, you know, find his niche or whatever, trying to figure things out and, you know, he may have caught some bullets. It ain't no may. Hell, they, some of them vets, they caught some bullets in the process. Uh, like D. May said this morning uh, on 102.5 the game. I mean, I understand what Braver was trying to do. I mean, you trying to set a standard in that locker room or whatever. And um, he even talked about, you know, his time with, I think it was Harbaugh or I think it was Harbaugh, his time with Harbaugh or whatever. Um, he said they would be, you know, going at it in practice, you know, talking, talking back to each other. But, you know, after practice, you know, they talking about their families and all that type stuff or whatever. But uh, I wouldn't completely dismiss what Wesley had to say. Sure, he feels some type of way about Vrabel, but at the same time, he only told, you know, the truth about what he saw at the time, what he noticed. And he even gave him credit for, you know, being a good coach. He even said he gives Brable, you know, 
and hey, for you know the job that he done or whatever. So I think it was just you know harsh, but fair uh, criticism. You know, uh, I see people talking about you know the one them don't say this. You know, Brable got his guys or whatever. I mean, shoot, that's just about every coach though. Every coach has their you know favorite guys or whatever. <laughs> but uh, but I mean. I don't, Go ahead. It's it's not even just that. It's just, just for me, it's just like, bro, it's been four or five years now you've been in a locker room. Yeah, what you might have been saying is true at that time. And I'm not saying you're lying, but I'm saying at this point, you're outdated of a source. That's like us taking a source from a credit for somebody that worked at a company five years ago telling us what they're doing right now. You you can't know. You can tell us what they was doing five years ago, and that's still credible. But it just seems like, again, it was just like you're coming out trying to attribute year one, year two to what year five, year six happened for Vrabel. And I just – your points are still valid for year one and year two when you were there, but you're trying to act like that's the reason why five and six happened too. And I, I just – I just it just felt like it's just – bro, you've been saying this a while now. It's just like you was – just you just want to continually talk bad about Vrabel over and over and over again for these years. And it's like you say what you wanted to say, but it was just like another opportunity to, oh, let's go go talk about this guy. And then, like you like you said, but I still give him, hey, he was doing all this. I didn't want to win a Super Bowl for him, but he's still a good coach. And I still give it's like it's contradicting here. Why, why did you have to come out here to say all this stuff slander and bad about how you didn't want to win a Super Bowl for his ego, but also you grade him with an A for coaching and he's a good coach? And this so it's just like a lot of things I just feel is. They are might be saying some things, but so are being truthful. But some things feel like they're just saying shit to get attention and get clicks and to get viral content to say about some things and kick a guy down while they're down. And it might be, but like I said, bro, he ain't been in that locker room in four or five years. So was some of those same things still going? I don't know. We I want to hear some from somebody that's more current in the locker room now that would let us know if those same things that was happening in year one and year two was happening in year five or year six. And I'm not saying it wasn't. But it's like people's like saying, like, see, this was going on this. And it's like Woodard is talking about year one and year two of Rabel's career. And I'm not saying he, he's wrong about that, but it's not stuff that's like, oh, this is new information. This is shit he's been saying for years and years. But now we want to act like it's new information. RJ, you sent me, you checked me in the group chat. It's like, has he been saying shit? No, you pulled up articles of this dude been saying it for years and years and years. And so it's like. Why are you keep harping on this shit? You said your piece. Move the fuck on, bro. Why then again when we hire a new coach? Now's the time to talk about this again instead of let's just talk about Brian Callahan hire. Why do we gotta go back to the variable shit? Let's let's talk about Brian. It wasn't necessarily new information. He just, you know, uh he touched on, you know, some of the things that he already had put out there. Uh, something else that he said, first off, of uh, the Super Bowl comment or whatnot. I mean, yeah, I understand how that comment right there could, you know, rub people the wrong way because that's the ultimate goal. I mean, shoot, if you ain't if you ain't out there trying to win a Super Bowl, what is you doing? I mean, you just out there playing for money, which, you know, it's some guys out there who legitimately don't care about Super Bowls or whatever. They want their motherfucking check. But, so you know, some of them will turn up for a check, too. They'll go out there and they'll ball their motherfucking asses off and, you know, get their check. Don't be concerned about no Super Bowl. But um, Wesley Woodger, I understand where he was coming from with the Super Bowl comment because of the simple fact that, you know, when you, you know, going through, you know, a situation or, you know, say you at work dealing with a, 
you know, a boss that you don't like or whatever. I mean, I'm sure most of us that went through it or whatever. I mean, you sit there and you wonder, like, you know, damn, like, do I really want to work good? Do I really want to, you know, do this, do that? I mean, it's a whole bunch of thoughts go through your head. Fucked up thoughts that go through your head. Thoughts that, you know, okay, you particularly wouldn't speak on because you know it can rub people the wrong way. But at the same time, like I said, I understand where he's coming from. Of course that motherfucker wanted to win the goddamn Super Bowl. I mean, who the fuck does it? I think he was just telling y'all what the hell was going on inside of his head. He went out there trying to throw no games or all of this foolishness. I see people, you know, uh, putting that up there as well. He trying to throw the game. He wasn't trying to throw no motherfucking (laughs) football game. It was just, you know, a fucked up thought that came through his head at the time. But but the thing for me is that you publicly announced it. So not only is it a thought, but you acknowledge that it was a thought. So the fact that you had to acknowledge it was a thought means to me, just to me, speculation, just to me that there was some action behind it or otherwise you would have just left the thought in a thought in your head. You know what I'm saying? Really. Otherwise, well, I, I just look, he said that they were having conversations about they with other players saying that dude, if they win a Super Bowl, man, he's going to get worse. You know what I'm saying? Like his head is going to blow up, you but know, you to know, the point. But, but you know, as saying that people are automatically going to start thinking that you played some things and threw some things off. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to put that out there if you have never thrown a game, never done anything that was kind of suspicious, you wouldn't want that narrative out there. You would want your play on the field to stay honorable and that you wouldn't even try to make a notion that people could question that you went through games, that you went out there and tried to Pete Rose some shit. You wouldn't want to put that speculation out there. So that's what I said. It's all speculation on me, but why would you put that out there to say, hey, you know, we thought about not winning the Super Bowl unless you thought that maybe some of your performances showed that you didn't give your best and that people could see that on tape. And like I said, that's all speculation, but it's still to me that like to, to Morocco's analogy, bro, could you imagine though, if your, your boss was sitting there and he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do all this for my boss. Cause his ego might be there, even though we're going to get a bonus for this and I'll make some more money. No, I don't want to make no more money and get more bonus just because it might get his ego. That's just, yeah, crazy. it ain't always about the money. Sometimes with people though, you know, people get right. dead up to the point, but what do you play the game of football? About the money? But what do you play the game of football for? You play the game of football for that that the Super Bowl. That's the whole point of the purpose, right? And why do you go to work? Some people don't give a damn about the Super Bowl. But I'll say this though, Firestone, because I mean you're making some damn good points. And like, and I don't fault nobody for you know, know what I'm saying, their opinion about Winston Woodyard or whatever. I mean, I don't fault nobody. I mean, it's your opinion, you entitled to your opinion, but I wouldn't have put that up out there personally. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and tell y'all every single one of my inner thoughts because I be thinking about some fucked up shit personally. Like, for real, for real. Like, if you could, you know, get a camera and go inside my brain, you will probably hate the fuck out of me. But (laughs) I'm a good dude at heart. But I'm human as well. So... You know, every single thing isn't meant to be said. Some of that shit you just keep to yourself. And um, that's why I don't I don't necessarily fault Wesley Wood for what he said, because I understand, you know, uh, what he was going through at the time. But something that, you know, many people wasn't really talking about um, 
out of that interview was, you know, uh, Rand, man. Rand, Rand, a damn good dude, man. I mean, Wesley uh, pretty much said that, you know, he done chopped it up with Rand uh, a few times or whatever. And, uh, man, Rand, Rand pretty much got his door open to, you know, all the former guys. Anybody who done suited up for the Titans, man, their door is open for Rand. And, you know, that's the kind of uh that's the kind of dude that you want, you know, leading your organization, man. Dudes that you know acknowledge, you know, the former guys that have come in here and uh put it all on the line for this team, man. And um shout out to Ramon Foster too, man, because um he actually said yesterday, because the guy was in my mentions, you know, talking talking some old nonsense about, you know, he didn't talk to Ray. When did he talk to Ray? He's not even all this old foolishness. So Ramon, he got he got in the comments and uh he pretty much said that, you know, uh Wesley uh works with the NFLPA uh or whatever they call it, and his job pretty much go around to you know, all the teams and, you know, talk to guys or whatever. Um, and I, I wish I could find uh, my tweet or whatever where he uh, said that is so I can tell you exactly what he said. But, you know, Wesley and Red had business with each other pretty much. And uh, <clears throat> it's cool that, you know, Red pretty much got his door open to um, – all the former players, you know, I mean, he, you know, he takes what they says and, um, yeah, he he takes it into high consideration. You could you could even tell that Delaney Walker, man, y'all see what Delaney Walker said on Instagram today? I mean, he, he got up under the comments and you know, pretty much threw his name and had to be a tight ends coach. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, shoot, man, that right now I'm gonna let you know. Where uh where this team is right now, I mean they are in good hands. Will it play out on the football field? We don't know, but you know we in good hands so far. So that's a question I was gonna have and, and propose to y'all too. Is that would y'all want Delaney to come be a tight ends coach? Hell, fuck you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, look, man, Delaney walk. Everybody, everybody know their position. Somewhere. You know, uh, there's only two – there's two great tight ends that I've seen for this franchise, man, and that's, that's obviously rest in peace, Frank Wachick and, and Delaney Walker, man. Them the two top tight ends that I've seen in the tight uniform, man. And, and like I said, either one of them, I'm cool with – you know, granted, Frank Wachick can't do it. But Delaney Walker, man, he, you can come on and be a tight end coach, man. You know that position like the back of your hand, especially for this franchise. So. Yeah, man, I, I... – <sighs> I don't know. I I, kinda, I feel like, yes, I want to say yes because, yeah, he was such a good tight end. But we've seen several times, just because you're a good player don't mean you're a good coach and know how to tell people how true, to get true. that trigger in their in their brain of how to get information to translate amongst a bunch of people, right? Because language is such a barrier that I can say something and it resonate with 50 people. RJ can say something and it'll resonate with 150 people. It's all about how you say something. So – if he knows what he's talking about, he knows how to coach and teach and articulate what he means and how to get that point across. Absolutely, bro. He was a great tight end. So if he knows how to articulate that and teach other people to be like that too, absolutely. But I just don't know how he is as a coach, though. But, hey, I trust there. If they bring him in for an interview and they hire him, I'll tell you this. I have trusted him after seeing this process. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the process it takes to hire a coach for the Tennessee Titans now, I, I could I think I trust it just because man, they take their sweet precious time. They make sure they, you know, they they question every single thing. So if, if Delaney Walker gets through here, and, and one thing about Delaney Walker, he was very technically sound as a tight end. Man. It's not like he was just a freak athlete and jumping over three people. Like, nah, he he ran them routes correctly, man. And I, I think I would love all my tight ends to play like him, you know. So and he knew how to take care of his body. He knew about recovery. He knew about beforehand. He knew about how to what you put in your body, like all those things. He knew about that too. So he didn't just know on the field stuff and, and scheme stuff too, but he knew about the you know the the, the preparation and the recovery of it as well. Mm. You on mute, Morocco? Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah, I pulled the files on me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Brain Delaney on uh Brain Delaney on the coaching staff. I mean, shoot, if they if he wanna do it and they see something in him, hey, why not? I mean, he guy gotta start from somewhere and uh for whatever it's worth to him. They put fucking Reggie Wayne on Indianapolis coaching staff or whatever. Girl, they I mean, hired I, Saturday. <laughs> I mean it's ended, but they, they hired him to be the head coach though. That that was dumb. They're, they're doing they time head coach. Coach Haley won the game. I mean, sure, they, oh, that was too. They was in the point where, goddamn, they didn't give a damn. Okay, about they was hanging, bro. I think, I think with the right title, you know, people would be on board with former players coming to here. Would you make them a fucking DC or OC? Hell, the fuck no. Not starting right out the gate, but you know, give them a you know, respectable position to where, you know, they're able to go out there, interact with the players, you know, um, give them a, give them a position to where, you know, they can actually go out there and uh, be an impact on a position group, man. And, you know, see where it goes. Bruh, I know, I know Tennessee Titans once gave an opportunity to a young son of a FedEx owner that had to work his ways up through the position ranks all the way. And and I believe he was a tight ends coach, worked his way up to that too. Mm -hmm. Then became an OC. And then, I mean, he didn't get fired, but then was a head coach. So, but Mm -hmm. you can bring him in and let him work up the ranks like Arthur Smith did. You never know what somebody could turn into. Yeah. You right about that, man. But, um, Man, Randy's comment from earlier, the draft. Who do we want to see in the draft? And I'm glad you uh, asked that question too, Randy, because uh, I've been seeing some people throw this around on Twitter. Uh, Man, you know where Callahan came from. Mm -hmm. You know where Rand came from. Mm -hmm. And you know those organizations, they done made some pretty bold moves. The Bengals drafted a wide receiver when they needed a whole goddamn offensive line. The 49ers trading three draft picks for a quarterback. They ain't got no more. Giving up multiple draft picks for a, court, for a running back with an injury history. Giving up draft picks for a defensive end with an injury history. I mean, they take risks. So, I'm going to throw this out there to y'all because, like I said, it's been tossed around on Twitter. With this coach and this GM, do y'all think they will actually pull the trigger and move up to get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft? 
Oh my god, let me start that off. Let me yeah, start. Yeah, I lost you. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say no, man. Look, it's what the it oh my god, they did that, bro. I I I would not only I don't know what I would think. I'll be like, bro, I just, I've never I ain't even looked at that type of draft scenario, bro, to go get Marvin. Bold ass bro. move. Hey, you saw him at that game. He had the Houston uh, Houston Oilers hat on, bro. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no, man. They they wouldn't do it, bro. They, if it, I would, I would, I could see them going Malik Neighbors over Joe Alt, though. I say that I could see them doing that. Now I don't see them trading up for no Marvin Harris. If they did that, bro, I would be. I, I wouldn't know what to say, bro. <laughs> Honestly, you I wouldn't be on know this what to say. So you telling me? I'd be happy and pissed off at the same time because I want Joe Alt, bro. That's who I want, man. And he gonna he gonna help this line up tremendously. You know, so oh uh, yeah, like I said, how many how many generational talents come out at wide receiver like this either though? So you're telling me, all right, we're sitting at seven, fourth pick comes up, and they select and Marvin Harrison's still on the board at five. You telling me you ain't trying to jump from seven to five to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. real quick? Fuck that tackle position. We can go get a tackle in the second round and develop him. It'd be interesting as hell. I ain't gonna lie, it'd be tempting as hell. God. It would be tempting as hell. It can happen. It, it can happen, though, because look at it, bro. The top three picks are probably going to be quarterbacks. Correct. Number four might be Olu. You know what I'm saying? Olu might go to the, the Cardinals. They got to protect They got to protect Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Five, I don't even know who's at five right now. But uh, let me pull it up. Pull it up, bro, because I, I look at it like this. Marvin Harrison could go five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could because the top three picks are quarterbacks, bro. And you got Olu or Joe Alt going four to because they, they might be like, man, we're gonna pick, we're gonna pick a lineman over uh over Marv. Well, man, if we got Marvin Harrison, bro, I did did the new era Titans, bro. <laughs> oh my and you God. don't never and you don't ever know. Shit, it might be a team that moves up to get a quarterback. And that pushes Marvin Harrison Jr. down the I mean board. the Falcons you, did it. Yeah, we just seen some crazy things happen in these drafts, man. Because I was went up to get Julio, and you know that paid out huge. You know what I'm saying? Julio, yeah. Hall of Famer. You know, Bro, so. I would love for us to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. because there's so many layers to it. For one, that's that's just a Hall of Famer's son that doesn't just a Hall of Famer's son. He's out there looking like a Hall of Famer's son. He's out there playing, bro. What he's been out there doing on that on the college stadium is fucking unreal, the things that he's been able to do. Now, his size does work. So the Chargers are five? Oh, my bad. So, the Chargers are five. Yeah, so I was about to say, it's Carolina, Washington, New England. Those are probably all going to go, you know, outside of Carolina. Going to go. But it's Chicago. Or Chicago, yeah. It's gone, it's gone to Chicago. So, they're probably <laughs> maybe going quarterback. But then it's Arizona, Chargers, Giants, and then us. So, bro, I'm just saying, if it's four and five right there, and he ain't been picked yet, there it's not going to take that much to move up from from seven to four, seven to five. five. I don't think that I don't think it's going to take that much. It might take what a third, maybe. We get they probably give up the third from next year. Yeah, it is it, gonna take it's gonna take something, but I don't think it's gonna, you know, take the haul that some no. people think about. It. it ain't gonna take, god dang it, 
Oh, here. first round yeah. dra- uh, draft pick. Oh, no. Expect, bro. Like, I do expect them to do some some shit that's going to blow our mind, bro, in this draft and the free agency. You know, I, I just, it's just something about this group of this group that we have, this three, this, 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 tr- this trinity that we have, Amy, Rand, and, and Callahan, that's going to get, they're, they're going to do something that's going to blow our mind, bro, you know, that we didn't expect. You know, go so. go ahead, pull up that comment right there because I was just about to say. All right, so tell ah, picture this. Words? Picture this. All right, Carolina or, or Cardinals at four. Right. All right, Marvin Harrison Jr. ain't been picked. All right, Cardinals. We know you need a wide receiver. This and that, and we're gonna give you a pick. Let's move up from four to seven. Maybe throw in another draft pick, and we'll throw in Traylon Burks for it. Go ahead, take Traylon Burks. Take our seventh overall pick, and we throw in one more draft pick. We move up four. We're gonna go get Marvin Harrison Jr. They will be the dumbest franchise. <laughs> In his daily, don't play. <laughs> they may tell us to keep trading first, honestly, picks. and just give them the draft picks. But, bro, I mean, like, I think we can make that jump from seven to four to seven. Like, seven to four would be harder, and seven to five is more yeah, realistic. Yeah, see, this I man Firestone got me ready to watch Marvin Harrison highlights. <laughs> bro, bro. You. It's like a white receiver. I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, I love Marvin Harrison. Oh yeah, no, Marvin Harrison. He's the, he's clearly the best receiver that we've seen since what freaking Jamar Chase. Literally, like Justin Jefferson. Like he's on that level. Like exactly. he's on that level. He's gonna make like the fuck a line. The people are gonna be are gonna stop blitzing us because he's out there. Him and D Hop. Like once we got Brian and I started thinking more and more about this, I was like, this sounds like the Jamar Chase here. Where they just like, well, we need offensive line, but we went and got Jamar Chase because he's just that different of a talent. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is that. And you know how sick Colts fans would be knowing they gotta face him twice a year. Oh, just go do oh, it. That rub, that's it. We'll have the Houston Oilers right jerseys for His daddy was better. His daddy got two Super Bowl rings. Dad was better. Bro, we would have the Oilers jerseys to piss off Houston. We would have Marvin Harrison Jr. to piss off the Colts. We would just need something for Jacksonville, and we got the hey, AFC South. Dude, we, we already had with Jacksonville piss off Jacksonville. We had Derrick Henry for all them damn years, bro. You know he's from Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. And got that ran all over their ass most of the time. And, you know, Derrick Henry. He loved coming to Jacksonville. His time may be over with as a Titan. But God dang it, he put it on Jacksonville one last time before he left. Yeah, That's it, bro. He had to do do on Jacksonville one more time, bro. Before he was getting <laughs> about <of> the <laughs> It's just like, man, if there's a possibility for us to go get Marvin Harrison, I ain't saying we got to go do it, but you got to explore it and and t- take it oh, serious, yeah. Because this dude is different. I like like He's you said, this is the the best wide receiver I've seen come out since Jamar Chase. And if you're already Brian Callahan, what what better way to start off your new year as a as a head coach than with your own Jamar Chase? Fuck it. Yeah, they gotta they gotta uh, get a reason. They gotta get the fans a reason to um, come to them games, man. And. They know this as well. Hell, they the professionals. We just fans of out here. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, like RJ said, I expect them to do something to put some asses in the seats this coming season. But, uh, we, had, we missed it. We had a chance to get Bosa once before. We had a chance to go get Jalen Ramsey once before. We missed on players like this before. Let's oh not miss. Give, bro. Let's give go Brian Callahan 
the, uh, the Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh my, Arjavis <laughs> are gonna be so scared. <laughs> Him and Deepoff, and you got dang it, maybe a receiving free agency, maybe you know, uh, receiver late on in the draft. I mean, shoot, they could, they could definitely, you know, flip the wide receiver room of this coming offseason. And we bro, need another Hall of Famer on our team, bro. We ain't bro, now we losing Henry. We need another one. <laughs> I, I just know, like, bro. I know they'll say this: if we go grab an offensive tackle or a left tackle out in this free agency, because there could be some possibility of some really good left tackles coming out if they don't get re-signed by their team, and we can go get them and then go get Marvin Harrison Jr. That I mean, bro, that that's kind of what Cincinnati did in that year where Jamar Chase came out. They just went ahead and got free agency. They did draft some a little bit, but. They, they was all in, like, let's get this offense. How, why does it matter if the offensive line is bad if we know we got a QB that can read it and we got wide receivers on the outside that will burn you quick? It don't matter that your blitz is going to get there. We're going to get the ball out in under two seconds. Fuck your blitz. Yeah, I look yeah, at it like this, though. They're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., bro. I'm all in with the fuck they doing, bro. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm like, yeah, we getting we getting the, we getting the Super Bowl, bro. <laughs> we getting one. Like, it may not be this season. It may not be next season, but it's happening. <laughs> Nah, yeah, man. You gotta you gotta take them risks to you know win championships, man. I can't think of one championship team that didn't take a risk. I mean, shoot, look at Kansas City. I mean, they was you know that window was pretty much open. I mean, they had fucking uh Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and they Brian. Alex uh Smith wasn't playing any bad football, but no. at the same time, it was too, championship ball, they, bro. Right. They knew that Alex Smith wasn't going to be the guy to, you know, get them over the hump. So what did they do? They went up and they got Patrick Mahomes and they didn't play Patrick Mahomes off the rip. Tyreek Hill even said that the guy sucked when he first came in. But that second year, you saw why they went and got that guy right there and you know, the Titans, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is this great generational talent, like people say he is, the Titans, you know, the, the Titans don't have to take that chance if he's right there within reach. If he's right there at four, they better get on the phone and start asking, like, hey, what would it take? And if he dropped down to five, they just better say, fuck it. Here, here you go. What you need? We got it for you. We coming up, we getting that dude, we getting that dude. Boy, I'll be a happy motherfucker. And I and I got them buying the jersey that day. I'm buying this shit. Oh, <laughs> 18. Well, I'm just saying, bro, it can be realistic and it's more realistic because it fits this coach so well and it's a move that you could see this GM making rather than like, we will never do this. Like it, it, it fits. So it's like, it, it feels so real. Cause it's a real possibility because it would make so much sense to do it. Now, can we actually pull it off from a business standpoint? I don't know, but we did trade Bayard last year to get some draft capital for something. And I don't know what it is. And that is, it's just, you know, it's later round picks, but we got that draft capital for something. So Rand got something planned. And I hope it's a Marvin Harrison Jr., bro. Mm. Oh, right. 
Mar- I, I ain't even think about trading up for him, bro. Like I, that, that's not even cross my mind, bro. You know, so close. That's crazy, bro. That's so crazy. I didn't think about it, bro. I didn't even think about that op- that possibility until until you said that. And then I thought about, damn, there is gonna be three quarterbacks coming off that draft, bro. You know. Yeah, because I mean, Chicago is is kind of a a, a jump. Like, what what are you actually gonna do there? Um, Washington, y'all gotta go get QB. New England, y'all gotta go get QB. Arizona, y'all might just go offensive tackle. Y'all gotta go protect. They Kyle. might go Marv though. They could too, but uh, like, ah, uh, yeah, y'all, we got troll up out of here. That's what okay. I was taking care of. We 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 took care of that right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so it's just. I don't know. You paid Kyler so much money and he's coming off an injury. I don't know if their thought process is going to be weapons first or protection first because they already gave you D hop. You already have Hollywood Brown too. We gave you Christian Kirk too. We gave you, we've given you weapons before and you still wasn't able to stay upright and you were still scrambling in the back doing all this spectacular shit. So do they just try to make it easier for Kyler Murray who don't already like to watch film and have his own line blocking for him? Or do they try to take another risk and go get, I, I don't know. That's why I say, fuck it. Let's, let's just go get that fourth pick. Let's see what, what bears do. You know, the other two are taking QBs and let's just hope nobody at one takes Marvin Harrison. Thanks. 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 Y'all ready to wrap this show up for the night, fellas? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's been it's been a damn good show, man. I think we pretty much covered everything, covered all the foolishness. You know, uh new head coach, he got us excited. Yes. I mean, we hear some stuff that you know we haven't heard in a while. I mean, the guy's willing to make adjustments. You know, he pretty much said he gonna do whatever it takes to win. I mean, you want to be balanced, but at the same time, you're trying to win the football game. So whatever it takes, and I rock with that. So um, with that being said, Fightstone, talk to him one more again. Yes, this episode is brought to you by LionsDenBeerCollection.com. Y'all make sure y'all go check them out. Go get some of their products for your beard. They're going to have you looking in good shape. I promise they smell good, too. So, fellas, if you're single and you're out there dating, I promise you it's going to feel soft. They're going to love touching on it. It's going to smell good. I promise it's going to work. So, LionsDenBeerCollection.com. Use promo code Coliseum. Get 25% off your order. As well as this episode is brought to you by SunnySmilesCoffee.com, premium fresh roasted coffee. Man, they're every order or every time you make an order, they grind it right then. They roast it for you, so you're guaranteed freshness. They got great flavors, all natural. Tons of selection. They got tea as well for you, so go check out SunnySmilesCoffee.com. They currently are doing free shipping on all orders in the U.S. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate everybody joining us tonight, man. Y'all been y'all been had us turned up the last few episodes, man. And uh man, I can't thank y'all enough for that. I mean, we love watching them numbers grow. You know, they they keep us motivated, and uh we got some big stuff coming here, uh coming up here soon. Uh be on the lookout. I mean, yeah. I ain't gonna say that. I want to hit it, but I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say a word. I'm not. I'm not gonna give it away. Got to Gotta give that little teaser. You, you gotta give a little yeah, teaser. Yeah, I ain't gonna do it. But you know, some big. We ain't never told y'all no lie. If we tell y'all we got some big shit coming up, we got some big shit coming up. So continue to watch us. Get in the chat. 
turn up with us every single episode. And I promise y'all, we got y'all. Fellas, anything y'all want to say before we ride up? Nah, man. I'm other than man, I ain't been this excited since before we traded AJ Brown, bro. Nah, baby. <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> uh, Ronald Jamal, you got anything you want to say for me, ride out? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. Hey, tighten up, man. Go on, enjoy the new era, Tennessee Titans, man. It's gonna be a good era, man. I'm telling y'all, man. I, I believe in what I what what they selling me, man. Hopefully, man. Don't let me down, Titans, man. I'm ready to see some success, man. Come on. Hey, it's yeah. all a part of the cycle, man. We drank yeah. the Kool-Aid. You know, they get us hyped up. And they let us down. They ain't got dang it. They fill us up with more Kool-Aid, god dang it. We going to keep drinking this two-tone Kool-Aid, though. Uh-huh. We don't need damn goggles. And, and no episode tomorrow. Since we did this one today, we'll press conference. So no episode tomorrow, guys. So we won't be back till next Friday or unless some breaking news happens between then. So make sure if you're on YouTube, turn on those notification bells so you get to, uh, you get alerted every time we get breaking news and going live. And as well as go to titanscoliseum.com as well. Sign up for the email list. Read the articles we got there as well. That way you can always come up because, you know, off-season's hectic. We go live every Friday now, but breaking news happens. So when breaking news happens, we're going live. So if you're not on YouTube, make sure you go to Titans Coliseum, sign up for the email list. And as well, if you're on YouTube, turn on a notification bell. So, you know, every time when a show just pops up for breaking news, you know that you're getting notified as well. Yeah, man, go join the army, man. You ain't got to go through no kind of boot camp training or none of that foolishness to join this army right here. But salute to the veterans. I'm sitting up there with two vets right now, two of the best vets ever, man. Salute to y'all. But to join the Titans army, all you got to do is get your ass on Facebook and join them. They've been in the chat. All night long tonight, all episodes. Shout out to Brian, shout out to Melinda, shout out to Chris, everybody up over there holding it down at the Titans Army. Y'all make sure to join them. And hey, trust me, y'all gonna enjoy it. And y'all gonna enjoy it. But man, y'all know what time it is, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, motherfucker. You know what that time it is. Try to fuck up. Let's 